This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome to the Tech Night Owl Live. The show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be featuring Peter Cohen, who always has something provocative to say about the tech universe. A little bit later, we'll talk about cybersecurity with security guru Dr. Timothy Summers. And now with these reports that Russia has been bringing forth all these WikiLeaks revelations, it's going to be certainly apt. Nobody is safe anymore, it appears. This is the Tech Night Out Live. So, Peter, welcome back to the show. And the first question I'm going to ask you is, have you ever been hacked? Has your email ever been hacked? I've gotten, you know, phishing emails, but uh, no, my, my accounts have not been hacked. Well, everybody gets phishing emails. Exactly. Yeah, that's just part of life. That's right. I don't even like fish. Oh, well, that's too bad. I love fish, but not that kind of fish. Well, you live in Cape Cod area, so, you know, it's, you know, it's like Seafood Central over there, isn't it? Well, living in a, a town with, with a, or living in an area with a, a bounty of seafood, you're either going to love it or hate it, but probably not be ambivalent towards it. Well, certainly, but I know my son likes sushi, and I look at him and say, you can have all the sushi at a different table. Well, that is very judgy. Yes, it is. But I'm his father. I have a few rights. You know, very few, as most fathers have learned. But I have a as, few. As, as a father of three, I completely understand. Well, then you have three times the joy. Indeed. How old are they, by the way? They're all young adults. Okay. Mine is over 30. And that's almost shocking when I think about it. In any case, let's move on to real subjects. Have you ever owned a Samsung smartphone? I have not had the, the privilege of owning a Samsung smartphone. I wonder if it's a privilege anymore. I've been really hitting the puns, bad puns, you know, like Samsung smartphones are hot stuff. You can get a smoking deal on one. But that's not funny. Anymore. No. Did you hear what they're doing now? If they send the pickup box for you to send back your Galaxy Note 7, it's a fireproof box and they give you gloves to handle the phone. Now, what kind of message does that send? You know... I don't know what to say to it. It's, it. It seems like uh, Samsung may actually be having the worst week of any tech company ever. Even worse than some politicians. But imagine here, let's put this in perspective. Obviously, lithium-ion batteries are very delicate to make, to make sure they work properly. And there are lots of hazards there. What if this happened to Apple? Can you imagine yeah. the coverage? What I would imagine is that as, as soon as these problems came to light, Apple immediately started reviewing its own schematics and, and uh, uh, engineering to, to understand if there were any similar problems that might apply to its own products. 
you know, that, that obviously needs to be a crucial part of the engineering of a mobile device in any case. Um, so the fact that Samsung has been afflicted with this issue and the fact that it's been as widespread uh, speaks really poorly about um, Samsung's uh, quality assurance efforts. Could that happen at Apple? I don't know enough about Apple's internal QA processes uh, to speak to that with any authority. So I, I'm not even going to bother to venture a guess. But what what I, I, I would emphatically say is that this reflects very poorly specifically on Samsung's quality control and their ability um, to, uh, uh, to forestall these sort of things from happening. Did you read the New York Times piece? Uh, about what might have caused this. Yes, I did. I was very troubled by that article. I was almost frightened at it because, number one, they were never able to duplicate the problem, at least as of the time this article was written. They could not find the cause. They had this weird testing procedure where those who tested couldn't go online and share notes with one another through email. I mean, what kind of crazy company is this? Well, I think from, from all external um, uh, stuff that, that, that I had heard about uh, and read about, you know, in, in various publications and, and uh, uh, blogs of authority, was that Samsung was very focused on beating Apple to market with this particular generation of Note product. Um, and uh, that it's entirely conceivable that some um, uh, maybe some corners were cut that shouldn't have been uh, through the process. Now, what's interesting here is the first excuse is that one battery supplier, which I think is them, may have had the problem. So they use a different battery. Supposedly, that fixed the problem, which, of course, it didn't. But what that tells me is it's not so much the batteries as the circuitry that manages the power and the charging cycle. At least that's what it seems to be from an external point of view. I know nothing. Yeah, same here, Gene. I'm not an electrical engineer, and I don't have any uh, familiarity with the circuitry for, uh, uh, for, for, for cell phones. So again, it would be really um, uh, outside of, of, of my area of expertise uh, to speculate on that. But having said that, um, I, I think it's, it, it's obvious if you replace... A part A with part B and elicit the same problem, uh, you probably have not identified what the actual problem is. Um, and that the, the problem is more systemic than just swapping out a single component like a battery. So, uh, you know, that, that again speaks to, to a failure on Samsung's part as opposed to that of an individual component or, or supplier. Very, very troubling. And then there was a mention in the Times article, and I ask all of you to read it, just look up Samsung or the technology pages over at the New York Times at the website, or you'll see what I'm talking about here. And just to point out, it is a paywall, but you can still download maybe 10, 15 articles or something before you have to pay. So that's just a point of issue here. Where two former employees quoted in the article describe the structure at Samsung as militaristic, but it sounds to me that the executives are so far removed from what's going on that they have no clue at all as to how to find solutions. You didn't have like engineers, direct hands-on engineers over there in the executive team, I suppose, 
who would have a direct connection to the development process to see what's going on. And here's the worst problem. They're going to stop building this phone. They've stopped already. They're not going to sell it. The model is dead. They'll take the losses. But if they don't know what caused the problem, what's to stop that problem from showing up, say, in a Galaxy S8 or something, a future phone? Exactly. A rhetorical question, but your point is very well made. Um, you know, it's it, it's it, this is this is a brand killing um, sort of event uh, for for a company. It's going to be very interesting to see how Samsung um, uh, restores public faith uh, from here because. Uh, talk, talk about egg on its face. I mean, this is going to cost the company a lot of money um, and a long time uh, to, to get over. It's not, it's not a, a bent case on an iPhone 6 or, um, uh, you know, an antenna that, 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 whose placement might not be good. This is a public safety hazard. This, is, this isn't something that the buying public easily forgets. This is in some ways akin to this problem with Johnson & Johnson and Tylenol in the 80s, where a small number of bottles of Tylenol were contaminated with cyanide or something, obviously some kind of terrorist act of the time, but they just got right to the front of it. And they recalled millions and millions of containers. They redoubled their efforts to make sure everything was right. They apologized. They did the right thing. And you have to look at what Apple did when people complained about Antenna Gate, where if you hold an iPhone 4 the wrong way, the reception would drop, which is, you know, normal for any smartphone. So Apple didn't exactly admit to a problem, but said, OK, we'll give you free cases. They did something to be proactive. We've got more to come with Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do 
do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest-priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and negative articles can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. It happens a lot, and it's just not fair. But what can you do? ReputationDefender.com can help protect your good name. Get a free consultation now. Call 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system, and the analysis is absolutely free. Make the best things about you jump out in searches. Protect your personal and professional reputation, your business, and your income. Get your free reputation analysis from ReputationDefender.com right now. Call 800-831-0771. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. A little bit later, we'll talk about security and cybersecurity with Dr. Timothy Summers. Right now, I want to remind you that we have a special feature of the show, which is called Tech Night Owl Plus. With Tech Night Owl Plus, you get the commercial-free version of this show, better quality audio, all for a low subscription rate. Go to plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. We're continuing with Peter Cohen here, kind of looking over the wreckage of Samsung's mess here. And the big thing here, which is very important, is if you compare Samsung, say, to a PC maker of generic PC hardware, like a Dell or an HP or something, if they have a serious problem, customers go to another company because there's not that much to distinguish one product from another. Your HP is recalled or there's a problem, you would simply go to 
Dell or someone, it wouldn't be a big difference. With smartphones, what is so distinguishing about a Samsung other than having a display that dips over the edge or something? What's the advantage of Samsung over HTC, over LG, over Moto, over even these new Pixel phone by Googles? And that's the worst thing is there isn't anything that distinctive that would cause people to favor a Samsung if they're afraid about reliability. If they're afraid about reliability, that's obviously Samsung's number one message, marketing message, when it rolls out its next, its next flagship phone to reassure everyone that it, it's the safest phone that anybody's ever seen. Whether or not Samsung will do that or how they will do that um, or whether anybody will believe them, those are all questions that we can't answer right now, but, but you can see it coming. Well, obviously, Galaxy Note is a dead branding, I think. I don't think there should ever be another Galaxy Note. Do what Microsoft does, call it something else. But the second thing is here, I would think here that the best way to start this is maybe to have the CEO of Samsung and have the translator and do ads around the world, assuring people that we recognize our responsibility and we'll make sure in every way we can that the next phones we distribute will be great phones, reliable phones you can trust. They have to do something extraordinary. It's not going to be a fancy ad. No, it isn't. And it shouldn't be. But uh, yeah, again, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what direction they spin it in. What do you think is going to happen here? It's so easy, obviously, for big smartphone makers. And we know we have the example of Nokia and we have the example of Motorola and we have the example of BlackBerry for things to go wrong. And then those companies to more or less be non-issues in the marketplace. Well, that I think really depends a lot on how well the company understands its customers and really what what kind of uh, uh, what kind of of image it wants to show the uh, the public. Uh, so you know, under these circumstances, though, I think the damage control is probably the most important thing that any organization can do. Right? I think here you can't leave the impression that you're doing corporate spin. This has to be something from the heart. And I don't think that at this point, Samsung's culture is such that they do that. They don't expect to do that, but that's what's going to happen. I mean, if something happens at Apple that's really bad, Tim Cook is up there and he will tell you something and you'll believe him because the one thing that Tim Cook has learned is how to operate in the public arena. And when he seems sincere, he's sincere. Absolutely. And you know, the other thing that I think Tim has going for him is... Uh, a sense of moral authority. I mean, you know, he's 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 uh, tried to promote a uh, uh, an open, a more open and inclusive Apple uh, than than we ever saw um, uh, Steve Jobs ever try to do. I think he's been a lot more proactive in that. He's been a lot more forceful about um, having Apple sort of state a a uh, a corporate posi- position on sensitive uh, uh, political and social issues. Um, so yeah, absolutely. In that respect, I think that, uh, that Apple's nose is clean. And he's turned himself into a sort of rock star and people never thought that, oh, this is the supply chain guy, but he gets up there now. He can go on any TV show and be relaxed, charismatic, even presentable people, you know, people surround him in a sense. He's, he's not Steve Jobs, but he's created his own personality. 
the, I gotta the tell line. you, I don't, I do not get a rock star, quote unquote, vibe uh, from Tim Cook. It, As a even a CEO, he's a rock star. I'd say John Ledger from T-Mobile casts a rock star vibe. Okay, you know he's got the black leather and the longer hair, and he's a little bit more counterculture and edgy. You know, he's doing the rock star vibe thing. I think that Tim Cook's demeanor, um, his presentation is a little bit more avuncular. You know, he's a little bit more like your cool uncle that, that, that's got a lot going on that you just don't know about. And, you know, he's trying to broaden your horizons and bring you up to, to his level. And it, it's, it, it is very charismatic. It, but it's also very kind of, of, of cool and mellow. You know, here's a guy who's kind of found his own path at, with, with what he wants to do. And, and at the end of the day, your decisions are yours. You know, it's he, he's not there to inspire you. He, he's just there to show you how to get stuff done. Right. But the thing is here, he's believable and credible. And he is. Absolutely. And you know who else is believable and credible is Phil Schiller. I was so happy at the last Apple event to see Phil get so much time on stage uh, talking about the new products because, you know, he is such a, a terrific uh he he has this terrific ability to uh, to uh, break down very complicated technological stuff into things that people can understand very easily. He also has a high credibility ratio. I, of course, particularly like the slide they presented during the iPhone rollout about non-exploding battery. Non-exploding battery, yes, indeed. I mean, they're going to mention it, but they're not going to mention it directly it's going to be a sarcastic crack but right now i think they're going to just stay away from it if they're asked at the conference call later this month by financial analysts they'll probably you know say that you know they feel bad for samsung and they hope they get things working and everything will be okay i think they will be very generous about it i don't think they're going to gloat i mean privately the the corks might be popping but publicly they'll be professional Oh, well, you know, nothing's more vulgar than, than a sore winner. You know, it, it, Samsung, you know, the thing that, that people forget, or maybe you just don't really think about, is that the vast majority, the vast majority of the actual profit in the smartphone market in which Apple and Samsung both compete is money that Apple gets. You know, Samsung is fighting for scraps at the table, really, at the end of the day. And I mean, it can hold its own in some markets, and it sells a lot of phones. But Apple makes so much more, or has so much more of that market than Samsung does. It's it's a little ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's no reason why Apple, there's no strategic reason, there's no reason whatsoever why Apple would gloat over, you know, Samsung's misfortune, uh, in public or private, for that matter. We have more to come with Peter Cohen. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas. Is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention, Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 pain relief hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. This is a life-changing message for anyone with sleep apnea who is on the go and tired of dragging around a big, bulky home CPAP device. Now there's finally a portable device that's as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. It's the Transcend Mini CPAP. And if you're one of the first 100 callers, you can try Transcend risk-free for 10 days. So call now, 1-800-441-0335. Transcend is the world's first portable mini CPAP device. It gives you the freedom to sleep in total comfort anywhere you are. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is so small and so light, you can fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. To guarantee your 10-day in-home trial, you must be one of the first 100 callers to call minicpap.com now. 1-800-441-0335. Again, that's 1-800-441-0335.
Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. So what Peter Cohen is saying here is there's no reason for Apple to gloat or anything. And remember, too, Apple spends billions of dollars a year buying stuff from Samsung. And that was the point I was just going to make before we went to break is that, yeah, I mean, Samsung's a supplier. So Apple, you know, can't burn its bridges. No. So more than likely, they will be, as they say, sympathetic and leave it there. But obviously, Apple has to be concerned privately about reliability. I don't know where they buy their batteries from, where they source them from. Obviously, they're not going to be from Samsung. (laughs) One would hope not, or at least not those batteries. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that these sorts of events uh, set off immediate process reviews across Apple's manufacturing chain. I have no doubt about that. It's one of the most sophisticated in the world. And once again, it doesn't appear to be the batteries here because they use two different sets of batteries. It may be everything else that relies on the battery, something there in power management that got really royally screwed up. We don't know. Indeed. I think the other thing is Samsung's going to have to redouble its efforts to find out what's going wrong, spend plenty of time looking at the wreckage of burnt smartphones and see where it happened. Look like arson investigators at a fire scene. Figure out where the point of failure is and then admit it and say, this is where it failed, folks. This is exactly what happened. We know the answer. I hope they'll learn. We know the answer. We know how to duplicate the problem. And that's why we're going to make sure it doesn't happen again. That's the only way they'll be credible. They've got to get a handle on it. Otherwise, who knows? Otherwise, who knows? Yes, exactly. Whether or not Samsung has the ability or wherewithal to do these things, only time will tell. Did you watch what happened when they did their presentation, Samsung and Apple, before the U.S. Supreme Court? No, actually, I did not. Okay, well, the impression the justices conveyed there, and remember, what they hint at a public hearing may have nothing to do with their decision. They might just be asking questions to get information. And that is a hint that a lot of the award depends on how much the infringed technology impacts the entire device. If it's a very small feature that with or without is not going to seriously impair the device, they may give a lower award or allow a lower award. That's a kind of a proportion here. What proportion of the entire sales price of the device is impacted by this infringement, which I think is an important patent issue. What do you think? I, but you, patent law is so far outside my area of expertise. I don't even know what to say, Gene. I'm sorry to be a, a, a wet blanket, but I've got nothing to add. Yeah, it's okay. That's okay. We can all be wet blankets if we want, but that's how things go. Okay. Now, the other thing I'm interested in here is what Google is doing with its Pixel phone by Google product. This is fascinating, isn't it? This is a really interesting twist that they've done. And I'm wondering if Apple has got a response here because, 
I, I, I think that what they're doing is pretty smart. You know, the Pixel is Google's new phone, and it, it, it's it's interesting to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. It, 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 it doesn't explode in your hands as near as anyone can tell. Well, at least that's, that's obviously the biggest advantage right there. Right, exactly. It's a Google phone. Google phones are, are usually pretty darn good. And um, the, the interesting thing, though, is photos. You know, it's got a very nice camera on it. And so the problem that we all run into is what to do with the photos that are on the phone. You know, if, if, if you're like me, you probably offload your photos by connecting it to your, your, your phone to your computer. And, you know, if you're a Mac user like me, maybe you're using photos or maybe you're even using iPhoto uh, to do that. Uh, maybe you're using iCloud Photo Library to do it. There are a few different ways to do it on the Apple platform, but all of them re- require you to either tether your computer and move those files or uh, pay for cloud storage. Google is giving away cloud storage for those photos, full-resolution photos, unlimited. So you always have a place in the cloud for all of your photos. Now, what you do with them in the cloud is up to you and, you know, whatever limitations Google might impose on that. But all of your high-resolution imagery can be in the cloud for free. As long as you're using the Pixel phone, this isn't something that every Android user gets. It's only something that the Pixel phone users get. Uh, that That's a really cool thing. The concern that I have is that Google does have a tendency to turn on and off features uh, when they make sense, and then when they don't make sense anymore, they, sh- they shut them off. So if you get too dependent on this particular aspect of Google's cloud, uh, you know, somewhere down the road, you may feel when they decide that, that pixels are no longer worth that uh, effort, uh, you may uh, be up the creek unless you've got a backup of your file someplace. Now, for most people with normal photo libraries, Apple's 99 cent a month plan for 50 gigabytes of storage is probably sufficient for a photo library. I think Apple needs to give more free space. Google's free storage is 15 gigabytes, but that's not what's happening here with the Pixel phone, which is unlimited. If your library of photos is 100 gigabytes, it's free, whatever it is. The thing here is that it's not just the services, it's the phone. The phone seems to have pretty normal features, though, otherwise. It seems to be akin to any high-end smartphone. The big limit, though, it's only available right now from Google or from Verizon Wireless when it goes on sale, which I don't think it's quite on sale yet. So it's limited. Google is not rushing. They're testing the waters. Now, maybe because not everyone bought Nexus phones, and this is distinctly different from a Nexus phone because a Nexus phone was built by a Google partner here Google had in-house designers build this phone. They hired people, I think, from Motorola, believe it or not, to engineer and design this phone. And it may be perfectly good, but Google is testing the waters. And you wonder with all this, remember the Amazon Fire phone that went nowhere? Are people going to care that other than the photo feature and a couple of other things, this is just another Android smartphone? Well, exactly. You know, and, and the fact that it isn't a Samsung is going to be enough for some people not even to consider it or, you know, an LG or what have you. You know, maybe it's 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 going to be unfamiliar enough to them that they're going to be uncomfortable with it. Or maybe Verizon is a non-starter for some of them as well, although they are the most popular carrier in the U.S. Um, the, 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 whatever. You, you know, 
it looks like a good phone. It, it, I, I think that 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 I don't think that that pixel uh, uh, um, uh, picture upload feature is necessarily revolutionary, but I think it does demonstrate an area where um, everybody who's in this business needs to be more cognizant of, which is uh, how much data there is in the cloud. Uh, when when you're a smartphone user or when you're a, a tablet user, and, and increasingly now that you're a computer user, uh, you're storing content in the cloud. I'm talking about places like Dropbox. I'm talking about places like my own uh, 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 employer black, backblaze. I'm talking about um, uh, uh, OneDrive. You know, I'm talking about Google Drive. I'm talking about uh, iCloud Drive. I'm talking about all of it. Um, there's a real emphasis to get as much of our data up into the cloud as possible. And the fallacy I think that we've all been fed is that everything is safe in the cloud. You know, it doesn't matter what happens to your machine. You can break your machine with a hammer, go out and get a new machine and connect to the same credentials that you just had, and all of your content will be back on there. You see, the cloud is safe. But ask the Democratic National Committee and John Podesta about safe. Look, most of us are not concerned about what Russian hackers are doing, right? Most of us are concerned about more, more, uh, uh, less esoteric thing you know we're 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 concerned about uh making sure that i can look at pictures of my kids high school graduation um when i'm not near my computer we'll have more about this about the deficiencies and the advantages of the cloud with peter cohen i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night Owl live for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's l-e-m-k-e soft.de slash gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Has neck, back, or shoulder pain got you down? Go to sunshine-pillows.com and get soothing comfort, support, and pain relief fast. Their microwavable heat therapy pillows and wraps treat neck and shoulder pain, reduce stress, and relax the soul. An ergonomic pillow from Sunshine Pillows supports your head and neck on long trips or when simply resting at home. Be good to yourself. Visit sunshine-pillows.com, sunshine-pillows.com.
ProPure water filters, making water great again. Taste and feel the difference with state-of-the-art filter technology. Pro1 G2.0 and ProMax filters are independent lab-tested to NSF standards. Choose from gravity, countertop, pitcher, shower, and inline filtration products. There's a ProPure for you. Buy risk-free today. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507-800-478-1507-800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, I'm Dr. Craig Samet from Anthem. Did you know that premature birth is the number one cause of death of babies? That's why the Anthem Foundation is working with the March of Dimes to fight to end premature birth and birth defects. But you can do something today to give them tomorrow. Your support means programs, education, life-saving research, and a voice for families in the newborn intensive care unit. Together, we can help save babies' lives. Give them tomorrow at marchofdimes.org tomorrow. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So, of course, the cloud gives some pretty good advantages. So, for example, as Peter's mentioning, you know, he could wherever he is, see pictures of his kids. Exactly. Or, uh, you know, listen to a, uh, a Blue Oyster Cult album uh, that I haven't heard in a while. And, you know, I can I can do all those things because all of my data is in the cloud. Right. But what happens when I don't have access to the cloud? You know, that was the situation I found myself in last weekend when my wife and I went up to the, the north country of New Hampshire for for a uh, an event and and found ourselves with without even rudimentary uh, internet access because of, of how remote we were. It was frustrating and, and annoying because there's a, there's a lot of content that we've relegated to the cloud to optimize the storage of our devices uh, that ended up being stuff that we really wanted and needed, you know, like, 
you know, musical soundtracks that we wanted to hear while we were up there and so on. And yeah, fortunately, we were able to find Wi-Fi hotspots and and, and get that stuff eventually. But, you know, it, it goes to, 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 to the point that you can't count on what's in the cloud. And like I said, I say this as somebody who, who uh, you know, works for a company that, 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 that makes cloud stuff. At least don't rely on the cloud exclusively. Always have local backups, you know? Um, so it, it, that's a, a very roundabout way of me saying I'm interested in the pixel and I'm interested in those unlimited photos. But it's just as important for people to remember that when you're dealing with precious memories like photos, it's probably best to have a local backup somewhere so nothing bad will ever happen to them. And right. And is it so important that people will, among many choices for Android smartphones, choose this one because of that one feature? I don't think so. That's a very good point. No, I don't think so either. I read one review of the camera on the Pixel and it said that the overall rating was very high. I think 89 out of 100. But if you look at the specifics, it's got a few problems with the picture. So it has a promise of optimized software, but at this point, it's not something that takes it way beyond other high-end smartphones. But the other thing is here is I'm an Android partner. I'm not making a lot of money for my Android smartphones, which is everybody but Samsung, which makes some profits. Everybody else is not making a lot of money. They're losing money sometimes. And I see Google jumping into this like Microsoft does with the Surface. So how do Android partners feel or how should they feel that Google is getting involved in this business? Because in the end, they're saying if the pixel takes off, the heck with the rest of you. You know, that's a really good point. And um, I, I think that the, 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 the writing is, is on the wall in some respects, at least from the perspective of... of the particular market that, that Google seems to want to com- compete in with these devices. Um, I, I'm not sure what it means overall for everyone else, though. You've always got to be able to, I mean, if you're going to compete in, in, in a commodity hardware-driven uh, business, you've got to figure out ways to, to, to reach your customers. You know, And that's going to be an ever-changing target from, from quarter to quarter. Well, that, again, takes us back to the problem with Samsung. And that is you're dealing with commodity hardware. And unless Samsung really convinces people, I expect millions will look elsewhere. And that's another issue, too. Does Apple stand to benefit? Obviously, the stock price is benefited. People are thinking, well, people will look at Samsung and say, you know, this is the time to try the iPhone. Apple's problem is go find one. Go find iPhone 7 somewhere. If you want an iPhone 7 Plus, I checked online for just one of the Less popular colors there. Not, you know, shiny black or matte black or anything. Just any normal color, I was quoted three to four weeks delivery. So if somebody is sitting here today with a Galaxy Note 7, and Samsung's offering $100 in the U.S. in addition to the refund, if you get another Samsung product or $25 otherwise. But I have a situation here where I don't want to touch that phone anymore. I need a smartphone. I go into AT&T or I go to Best Buy or something. If I want an iPhone 7, my options are limited there because of the backorder situation. Yeah. So the question What's is, it? how much can Apple benefit right now? What, from, from the Note 7 specifically? Yes. I, I, don't think, I don't think Apple gives a damn 
about you know how it can profit from the Note 7. I, I figure that, that at the very least, Apple figures it's going to be a greater backlog for customers going into the next quarter. Obviously, there's going to be some advantage there. And some people might be so desperate, they say, I can get an iPhone 6S, and that's pretty good. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, look, I've got an iPhone 6, and the, the iPhone 6 is, is two years old, and it's it's still running great, and it's a perfect phone. Um, people who want to join the iOS platform have no shortage of devices, even if the iPhone 7 is in short supply. And I think also if you shop around, maybe you won't get an iPhone 7 Plus, but you'll probably find iPhone 7 somewhere. They are to be found. It's just a matter of spending the time. The key here is that all the companies are going to benefit from this. If they can't get the iPhone, oh, they'll go for an HTC. And I guarantee you, any one of these stores has a savvy salesperson. They'll say, hey, we got this phone. It's good or better than the Galaxy Note 7, but it's not going to blow up on you. You know, yeah, I... I, I um I'm sorry. I'm sort of. I, I'm losing the, the the train here a bit because uh, I've, I've I've got to be honest with you. Um, I was just thinking about uh, uh, you know some of the commentary leading into the iPhone 7's uh, uh, release and you know how how skeptical um, uh, people were immediately uh, that I that Apple hadn't designed enough uh, around the iPhone 7 or uh, that, you know, losing the, the, the headphone jack was, you know, a critical mistake because it's a technology everybody uses. Um, and to, to see us a few weeks after the iPhone 7's launch with, you know, this incredible backlog of, of equipment. And, you know, Apple probably could turn the faucet up at Foxconn, you know, they could certainly throw more people and and more equipment at assembling these things. They might be uh, doing that now. I'm sure that they're going at at the maximum rate that they feel comfortable right now. But you know, you don't want to overproduce these things either, uh, for obvious reasons. And being able to temper your manufacturing um, uh, uh, with a lot of uh, external consumer demand for the product well you, you know that that uh generates the appearance of scarcity which drives up desire for the product with the consumer so uh, there's a, a psychological game going on here as well you know to keep iphone 7 sales stoked for a long time do you subscribe to the theory by some that apple controls a little bit of this backlog to make it look like there's a lot more going on than there might be to help create the buzz. I think it would be, I think Apple, uh, you know, has a responsibility to its shareholders to maximize uh, whatever value it can. So it, it, it certainly doesn't diminish the, the, um, the, the, the sales of, of, of devices. But I do think that, um, you know, Apple has structured its, its manufacturing process in such a way that um, supply often is outstripped by demand, outstripped, excuse me, uh, by demand uh, for uh, weeks and months after a product's launch. Well, then we might assume they're being a little conservative too. It's better to be slightly back ordered or more than slightly than to have unsold product in the channel. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it, the uh, I think the the 
apocryphal story that turned out real for you know my generation was uh, the legend of the uh, tractor trailer filled with uh, the Atari twenty six hundred ET cartridges buried in the desert. Um, it turned out it wasn't quite like that, but yes, there were cartridges buried in the desert. Uh, so, you know, unsold inventory, this, this story has been told many times, uh, in, in the consumer technology market. And, uh, it's, it, it's always interesting whenever it comes up. So that's, yeah, that's, I mean, and that's a, a big bugaboo. You, you want to avoid having stuff like that happen. So that's why, uh, stories like that cautionary tales exist, you know, to, 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 to help dissuade people from doing it again. Don't count your eggs before they're hatched. We have a lot more to come with Peter Cohen. Just want to let you know that if you want to see the commercial-free version of this show, just join Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S dot Remember that we're talking about here commercial-free, better quality audio, low price, plus.technightowl.com. More with Peter Cohen on the other side of the Tech Night Owl Live. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Are you one of the 70% of Americans that want to own your own business, afraid to leave the security of your current job to pursue your dreams? I'm Pharmacist Keith. Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business, working around your current job schedule, creating extra income for you and your family by joining his crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
talk about Peter Cohen, and a lot of it's about the fallout of the battery gate issue for Samsung. I'm, why do we call everything gate when there's a scandal? Because part of the problem is here, it all dates back to the Watergate scandal, which is a luxury hotel complex in Washington, D.C. But if we're going to follow that meme... Yeah, the, the water the Watergate scandal had nothing to do with water whatsoever. No, but the point being here is the name of the hotel, Watergate. But to follow that meme, Antenna Gate would be Antenna Gate Gate, <laughs> or Watergate would Watergate would be Watergate Gate, because Gate is the <laughs> signifies the scandal. We add Gate to anything to signify it's a scandal. Wait. So Battery Gate Gate. If, it, like if it's a, no battery gate, if if it's the gate and the battery, then it would be battery gate. Okay, gate. but then it would be Watergate gate. Watergate gate. If it was about the hotel itself. No, but it was about the break-in. You see, and this is the essential paradox. This this is what set this whole thing in motion. This is what unbalanced the universe. Is that the original scandal was called Watergate after the hotel, and like I said, it wasn't about water. You know, it was about the Watergate hotel. But everything else, everything else has, has, has devolved into, you know, gate once removed. Very interesting thing to point out, too. This is a matter of historical record. Not really. One week before the break-in at Democratic headquarters, my first wife and I spent the night at the Watergate. One week before. And the reason is my late uncle, Marty Sorkin, was a former agriculture department executive and then went into private industry as a consultant, and he had a condo at the Watergate. True story. There's there's also a story that Gene won't tell you about doing shots with G. Gordon Liddy in the hotel bar. Well, most people who know me would realize if I was going to do a shot, it wouldn't be with anything alcoholic because I don't drink. Ah. Sorry about that, man. Ah. You burned my joke. Well, you know, we could have been smoking. That's true. Okay. But I I have no idea what G. Gordon Liddy partook of. And then the other story is when we heard the announcement of Nixon's resignation, we were driving near Washington, D.C. Also true. I have nothing to do with it. Even though I host a paranormal radio show, I have nothing to do with it. Let's move to another topic before we let Peter go and have some sushi or whatever he's waiting to do there, or fix his Skype connection. And that is Max. And there was a report, I don't know, a few weeks back, where someone writes to Tim Cook and says, where are the Macs? And he says, something's coming, essentially. And now a published report indicates that Apple Mac sales for the last quarter are down 13%, according to industry estimates. Now, sometimes those industry estimates undercount Apple, but it kind of looks... Not so great that this long wait for new Macs is hurting sales more than it's hurting sales in the PC market where PC sales are down. So what is Apple to do or just allow it to happen and then hope the new hardware makes up the difference? Yo? Mac sales are dipping because PC sales are dipping. Mac sales uh, were actually quite resilient against um, the the same sort of market slide that PCs had seen for a very long time. But eventually, momentum caught up with them. So I don't think that the fact that Mac sales are down um, is 
necessarily indicative of, of any overarching problem with Apple itself. The problem with Macs is that it's been a long time since Apple's substantively refreshed them, uh, with the exception of, of rolling out the new uh, MacBook model and uh, you know the, the Retina 5K uh, iMac. Um, things have been pretty quiet on the Mac side for a very long time. Uh, so there just really hasn't been a lot of excitement um, for uh, customers to, uh, to, to express and, and to get excited about to draw them into the store. And that's reflected, uh, unfortunately, in Mac sales, uh, which, which are off across the board. So, yeah, it, it, Apple's got to refresh its Macs sooner or later. Uh, and right now we're hearing that, uh, that you know, something is going to be happening soon. Um, so I'm sure that that will generate some great sales uh, leading into Christmas, and, and we'll see where 2017 leaves us. What do you expect to see in new Macs? What well, can the, Apple the, do, say, for the MacBook Pro? The, the tentpole feature that everybody's talking about is a programmable OLED strip uh, somewhere near the keyboard that is contextually related to what's actually happening on the screen. Um, so there'd be this bar, essentially, this control bar uh, on the Mac that you could touch or tap uh, to activate various uh, features or uh, content that you're seeing on screen. Um, it, 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 it's, I'm making it sound probably a lot more esoteric than it actually is, but, uh, it's, it's not a real thing yet. So it's kind of hard to describe with any, uh, consistent level of detail. Uh, but th- that's, that's the, that's one big thing. Uh, USB-C and, uh, Thunderbolt 3 would be, um, two more key features that I'd love to see out of a new MacBook Pro. Uh, you know, Apple's got to continually up the, uh, data transfer, uh, speed for, uh, those built-in ports on MacBook Pros. They're very important. Um, and USB-C is the way to do that if you're going to go with Thunderbolt 3. So, uh, that would be nice. Um, uh, beyond that, it, you know, the, any kind of um, uh, technology Apple incorporates into the MacBook Pro is going to be welcome. Uh, but we, we could always use the best performing and most efficient uh, graphics and uh, CPU hardware that, that Apple can muster. Do you think people have actually been sitting back holding off Mac purchases, waiting for something new? What percentage of people even care? I think that institutions probably do. I think institutions probably don't want to buy large numbers of you know, old machines if they know that new stuff is going to be coming around the corner uh, pretty quickly. So, uh, you know, IT departments and so on, that, that, that's cumulative, you know, and that's a big chunk of Apple's business right there. Um, so th- that's, uh, that's important. Consumers, I think, uh, uh, have an expectation to purchase when, uh, they need something. And as long as they can find a product that fits their needs, they're happy. Uh, a lot of them really don't care, uh, with what frequency Apple is updating, uh, the, 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 the Mac, um, the iMac or the MacBook Pro or the MacBook Air, uh, one machine is very much like another and actually having the machines look so much alike from generation to generation provides some comfort quite frankly that you're not getting ripped off my you know macbook air that's three years old looks just like your macbook air that's brand new well my son just bought a macbook air as a matter of fact so i'm sure he agrees with you I am not, of course, a MacBook Air kind of person, but I have to think about notebooks because I have 
a six-year-old 2010, therefore, 17-inch MacBook Pro. That's before Retina displays. That's when Apple still had 17-inch displays. So if I buy a MacBook Pro today, say I got a little financial windfall and I have a spare 2000 or 2500 to spend, what do I do? I'll probably wait for the new models because I'm not in a rush. I don't use notebooks that often anymore. Absolutely. The other question I have is here, will Apple do something major with the MacBook Air? Is there a Retina version or is that the MacBook, the future MacBook Air? Yeah, this has been an open issue of speculation for a while now. You know, the question is, will Apple discontinue the MacBook Air in favor of the smaller MacBook? Um, I, I think that, that size matters. You know, I think that, that uh, uh, both the 11-inch and the 13-inch MacBook Air have um, their, their place at the, at the table. And the MacBook, because of its, its kind of odd dimensions, um, doesn't really suit everyone who might be interested in MacBook Air. So I think Apple needs to tread very carefully. We'll if have that more is to go event. with Macs, possible future Macs, what Macs Apple might consider updating. All this is to come. We have Peter Cohen, longtime tech blogger and podcaster. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's l-e-m-k-e soft.de slash gene. Gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so, so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. Want to build a maintenance-free, low-and-slow charcoal briquette fire that burns for hours for free? 
MeatmastersRadio.com will show you how to build a low-temp charcoal fire that's guaranteed fiddle-proof. It's easy and free. MeatmastersRadio.com teaches charcoal barbecue skills on new topics every week. Go to MeatmastersRadio.com. That's MeatmastersRadio.com. Warning. If you've recently declared bankruptcy, you're going to want to change the station. Because there's an alternative to bankruptcy, and it could be faster than you'd ever think possible. But if you've already declared bankruptcy and have missed this opportunity, you'll want to change the station now. Here it is. Right now, the company that has resolved more credit card debt than anyone in the U.S. may be able to settle your debt, too. You could reduce your debt with one low monthly program payment. If you call right now and qualify, Freedom Debt Relief will show you how low your monthly program payment could be for free. Call now, 1-800-557-3965. That's 1-800-557-3965. If you're struggling with debt, this could be your answer. And the bigger your debt, the more money you could save. To find out for free how much of your hard-earned money Freedom Debt Relief could help you save, call now, 1-800-557-3965, Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. You consider like the MacBook to be more about technologies of the future than an ongoing product line no not at all i i I don't i don't remember saying that what i do remember hearing from tim cook when the macbook was introduced was that the macbook is apple's look at the next laptop that people will be using um so it's you know it's 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 envisioned as like a corvette stingray um, or a, uh, I, I don't know. That's about the only analogy I can I can kind of pull it in my head right at the moment. It's going to but be a showcase of new technologies that show, will eventually show- filter to the other models. Right, but a, a practical, useful d- device in uh, uh, on its own. The first generation uh, of of that, the original MacBook, was hampered by um, some really difficult. Uh, performance problems with the CPU that that's been used that was used. The second generation model, the model that's currently in production, is actually an excellent machine. Um, so if you've been turned off by that in the past, I would encourage you to go to an Apple store, get your hands on one of the newer ones. You'd be really surprised. Having said that, I understand the MacBook isn't for everyone. It's got a keyboard that not everybody is comfortable with. Um, you know, the fact that it comes in colors doesn't really suit. Uh, some users it, it, it's there's some drawbacks to it like the absence of the same kind of ports that you would find on a macbook air but it's a beautifully engineered very sophisticated computer that can do a lot 
So it, it has its niche. I think Apple's got to keep the MacBook Air in the mix or something like the MacBook Air. So even if the MacBook Air went away tomorrow, I think it'd be replaced with something else besides just the MacBook. The MacBook is, is a showcase product. Uh, it's designed for a very specific clientele. It's not a general purpose computer. That doesn't mean that Apple can't change the MacBook to be more general purpose computer, but it isn't right now. Well, when you say general purpose, what do most people do on the road? They hit the web. They they might pull up a few uh, uh, cloud-based services that they need, uh, uh, maybe FaceTime or uh, Skype, um, and, and and so on. So, you know, a lot of video streaming, a lot of content streaming, um, and, and a lot of text moving back and forth. That's what they're doing when they're on the road with their laptops, more, more often than not. Right. And in those respects, the MacBook is fine. In those respects, the MacBook is a perfect machine. And I think for most people who go on the road, it's a perfect machine. It's a little deficient in CPU horsepower. I helped with the newer generation of the low-power Intel chips. But for most people, that's all they need on the road. They don't need anything else. It's light. It's convenient. It's designed to be an online product. So if you go to a hotel room that has Wi-Fi or something like that, or you have ready access to a Starbucks or any other place with a Wi-Fi connection. I think McDonald's uses AT&T now. Regardless, if you're in a situation where you never will have to worry that much about getting online and you want something light, something that doesn't really drag you down when you're carrying that thing across the airport from one gate to another or something, I think that's also fine. I think that's that's the reason, for example, why when my son bought a brand new computer, a brand new Mac, he got a MacBook Air. He wanted something light. The MacBook Air, of course, not having a retina display, but he didn't care. He wanted something light and cheap. The MacBook, of course, is not cheap. But I think most people who feel that that screen size is good and the price is okay can use it and won't feel they're giving up much. I don't think I'd give up much except for the screen size because editing audio files, which is my main editing chore, it should be fine on that. Should be, yeah. So, you know, just to mention a few things there. So where do you think Apple's going to take the MacBook? Is it going to be that sort of thing? It's just going to be out every year and there's going to be some new stuff and eventually it filters to other models? Well, Apple's proven that it's not... Uh, doing, or it doesn't have to anyway, do a, an annual upgrade uh, with the possible exception of some maintenance type stuff, you know, tweaks here and there when uh, new generations of processors or new, new generations of graphics uh, uh, hardware, Intel hardware come out, uh, then, you know, you, you see these iterations. But design-wise, in terms of design, you know, the, the, the Mac has largely been moribund for about I, I guess since about 2013, right? 2012. The, the advent of the Retina uh, MacBook Pro was the ma- last real major design uh, uh, change for for MacBook Pros. So anything that Apple does externally to the devices is going to be looked upon very uh, with 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 a lot of interest uh, from the tech community. Whether or not that translates into consumer uh, desire for the devices is a completely different question. And then, of course, there's my particular favorite, the Mac Pro, which hasn't had any kind of uh, uh, update since uh, December 2013 when it was first introduced. Sad, sad state of affairs. Brilliantly engineered machine, but uh, using horribly out-of-date components that Apple really, really needs to replace. I, I really wish Apple would do something about the Mac Pro. 
It seems to me that it can't be that expensive to just put in a faster processor, better graphics, maybe update the solid-state drive. I don't see where it's an expensive deal to update. And the same thing is true with the Mac Mini. Whatever's there can easily be upgraded to newer hardware. Why is Apple just sitting and relaxing on those two? I'd like to hear something from Apple, hopefully, before the month is out. You know, my expectation is that it's it's a it's a profit-driven decision, that they're just not selling enough of those boxes to make it worthwhile for them to do any engineering beyond the most bare maintenance uh, that they have to. I do know that the devices get used. I mean, Mac Pros, I've sold Mac Pros. I've serviced Mac Pros. I know that they get used, and I know uh, who's using them. You know, we're, we're talking about people who are who are doing genetic research. We're talking about people who are marine biologists. We're talking about people in the sciences. We're talking about engineers. Uh, we're talking about audio engineers. We're talking about video engineers. We're talking about people who move large amounts of data sets or process large amounts of data sets. Um, and and need to do it in 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 ways that that are that that would bring other computers to their knees. From that perspective, the Mac Pro is a very purpose built, very specialized device, kind of like a Formula One race car. You know, it's not something that you would ever take out on the street or even be allowed to take out on the street. But when it's on the track, operating you know, under the under the conditions that that allow it to operate at its optimal efficiency, it's really a, an amazing thing to watch. Having said that, like I said, the components inside of it, the uh, the GPUs and the, uh, the the CPUs are horribly out of date, and uh, Apple has no excuse not to update them to something uh, uh, more recent, unless it's just going to dis- discontinue the line altogether and decide that it was a problem. Well, that's it. Time has really flown. So tell me, Peter Cohen, where can we find more of the stuff that you do? Well, you can find my uh, latest musings online at uh, uh, on Twitter at Flarg, uh, F-L-A-R-G-H. I also manage the uh, blog at Backblaze, so you can find that at backblaze.com slash blog. Coming up next on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be featuring ethical hacker Dr. Timothy Summers, and he's going to talk about the latest cybersecurity scuttlebutt. Are we safe? Peter Cohen, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you very much for having me, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937.
My name is Lee and I'm 41. I've been using One World Wave for two and a half years now. I suffered a bulged L4 and L5 disc from a car accident three years ago, and since that time I've been unable to walk long distances, do any minor lifting, or just normal activities with my children without having severe back pain. Since I've started using One World Way, I've been able to walk more, engage in activities with my children, and have less lower back pain. One World Way has helped me regain back my strength, confidence, and have a healthier life. I've noticed a weight loss of about 20 pounds, my A1C dropped 2 points, and I have more energy now. One World Way has helped me regain back my life. The results for clients on One World Way have surpassed the results for most any other supplements as well as all other whey protein powders. One World Way is non-denatured and frequency encoded. We believe the frequency encoding increases your body's production of glutathione and energy production. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer, or, or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on Site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on Site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you are having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on Site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly certified computer repair experts available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. 1-800-591-1682. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have ethical hacker Dr. Timothy Summers joining us for a security update. And boy, have we got a lot of stuff to talk about here. So what is this deal now between the U.S. and Russia and the potential for a cyber cold war, is it? Right, right, yeah. Well, this this has been ongoing between the U.S. and Russia. We know that, uh, you know, of course, you you know, my background, uh, having been in the government, um, specifically in the intelligence community, and uh, 
there's been ongoing cyber operations between Russia and the U.S., and, and, and it's been a tit-for-tat kind of deal. But it's, it's ramping up, and it has, it has ramped up substantially with the uh, election, with the presidential election. And if you recall the conversation with, you know, the speech where Trump encouraged the Russian hacking, and, and you'll, you know, so there's been a very interesting dialogue going on, and, and we really could be on the verge of the first real cyber warfare we've ever seen. Now, how does cyber warfare work? I mean, we see all these crazy scenarios in Mr. Robot, and it sounds like the way they do it, they bring down everything, and they just basically end the industrialized world. But what is the real scenario? Yeah, and so one of the biggest misconceptions of cyber war is that it's going to be government to government, which is completely not true. Cyber war is, it would be no holds barred. It would be governments hitting economic systems. It would be uh, intellectual property. It would be uh, individuals, because we have to remember that our citizens are also a very important part of our critical infrastructure. It would be power grids. It would be uh, anything and everything to disrupt your country's way of life. Uh, that's, That's what cyber war would look like. Things like the electric grid. Things like the electric grid. Uh, They can basically turn off our power. Well, you paid your electric bill this month, but forget about the power. How tightly integrated in terms of computers is the electric grid? And let me cite one example I know about. And that is in Arizona where I live, I have SRP, Salt River Project. Now, I don't know if the situation is the same here. But the situation where I used to live is that they can turn you off and they can turn you on from their data center. They don't have to come to your house and pull a lever or something. They can just turn you off. Now, if someone hacked that system, you can turn someone's electricity on and off whenever you want. Yes, you can. And there's actually a, uh, the the name is, uh, I've lost the name in my head now, but uh, there actually is a documentary on Netflix where uh, if you if you're if you're interested in how how connected the grid is, where some ethical hackers actually document video do a video documentary about them hacking one of their clients, which happens to be a power company, and they just show how easy it is. I mean, by the end of the video, you'll understand the full breadth of uh, how vulnerable our electric grid is. It's incredibly vulnerable. Yeah, they can from data centers. They can turn you on and off. And that's a simple, that's a very simple way in. I mean, essentially, I mean, if you trick the right employee into clicking on the right thing, you got it in. It's that easy. Well, you can also do blackmail. You can say, okay, we just kidnapped your wife and your daughter and your son. And you're going to do what we want, and they will stay alive. And when you stop doing what we want, they may not be alive. That's exactly right. I like to think of that as being the uh, the Harrison Ford firewall uh, uh, approach. <laughs> if you remember the movie Firewall, that was uh, that was precisely what they did. He was the uh, you know the the chief tech guy in this bank, and they uh, took his family hostage, and that's how they forced him to uh, give them a backdoor. So, how close are these movies then to reality? Well, 
it's not about uh, the question about how close they are to reality. It's it's not so much about the storylines, right? Because the storylines are encouraged by real events, but it's how they actually show it happening in the movie, the implementation. That that's what's not as realistic. Uh, shows like Mr. Robot are actually closer to real uh, than than most others, but uh, most of the movies. Yeah, I remember, for example, with the Harrison Ford movie with Firewall. Uh, he basically he needed a, a portable drive to take some data off of one of the bank servers really quickly. And, and in like two seconds, he rigged up his uh, daughter's iPod to be that hard drive. And that just does not, it, that does not work that way. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a danger out there. I could wish for the old days when the power companies simply sent someone out to turn your power off. Right, right. Right. I mean, it, well, you know, it also gave you a little bit more time if you didn't pay your bill. <laughs> Let's get back to specific cases here. So in this particular instance, the latest round of hacking supposedly is done by the Russians. How do we determine that? Well, that was determined uh, through a multitude of, of methods. So the first thing is that the DNC, when they were hacked, this is the Democratic National Committee, when they were hacked, they recruited the services of a company called CrowdStrike. Uh, CrowdStrike's a you know well-known cyber tech company. Um, Google has given them a hundred million dollars uh, investment. Um, I know many people that that are in the upper ranks there. You know, solid company. Well, that company has been tracking. Uh, before it started working with the DNC, it had already been tracking some of the traffic uh, coming into cyber attack traffic coming into the country. And they had started some projects. You may have heard of these hacking projects that have bear in them, you know, big bear or sleeping bear and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, if it has bear in it, it's, it's Russian related. Um, and so these companies, the cyber companies, they kind of come up with these cool project names. Anyway, they had already been tracking traffic from the Russians because we know the Russians do launch uh, cyber operations against the U.S. quite frequently. Well, when they worked with the DNC, they looked at the traffic that had been coming in where the attacks originated. And, and that's really what they're doing. They're looking at where did the ta- attacks originate from. Um, and at the end of the day, they came to the conclusion that the attacks were originating in Russia. And so they, were, they came to that conclusion, but so did the intelligence community. And so did a few other entities in the industry. So collectively, it, there was a consensus that, okay, well, this must be coming from Russia. And when the uh, White House finally came out and officially accused Russia, that was really the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, what happens then? So we accuse Russia. Predictably, Russia will deny it because they're not going to admit it. They're not going to say, well, we're trying to undermine the election in America or whatever we're doing. So where do you take it from there? Well, that's the big question. That's the big question. And, and because right now, um, the, well, the next, well, let's just review for a second. After the White House came out and accused Russia, um, they also, Josh Ernest, uh, the White House press secretary, uh, did say that President Obama was planning to respond appropriately uh, and accordingly. So that led folks to ask the question, well, wait a minute, is the, is the White House saying that we're going to launch some large-scale cyber attacks against Russia? Well, anyone that's familiar with our current administration, with the president, knows that 
he doesn't exactly jump at opportunities to join into you know substantial fights. And to be quite frank, the U.S. government is very aware that we're not prepared for a large-scale cyber war. So, so that's that's not that's not what's going to happen. Um, there, there, they. You can already expect and know that the U.S. government is launching cyber operations against Russia, but these are small skirmishes. It's the same way that Russia is launching attacks against us. So the next steps are really going to be, you know, we'll probably see the White House, you know, do some financial sanctions um, and, you know, to really put put a little bit of heat on. Now, if if the if we were a bit more confident in going to cyber war, uh, what that would look like would be uh, actually launching, you know, independent cyber attacks against uh, Putin and his social circle. (laughs) Let's break it here. We have more to come with Dr. Timothy Summers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. How confident are you in your food storage? If it was all you had to rely on, would it sustain your family? Hard times, good times, or any time, Numana Storable Food is the proven superior choice. Learn for yourself what happened when one man ate only Numana Storable Food for an entire month. Online at PowerPrepper.com. That's PowerPrepper.com. Experience the Numana difference. America-made food stores are love to eat. Yum! This is Dan Pillett. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP as slim as possible. Bad theater seats, cheap Halloween masks, my apartment, all things with obstructed views. Add to these large trucks and buses. 18-wheelers and large buses have big blind spots, and like my apartment, they don't always have the best view. Bus and truck drivers deal with blind spots around the entire vehicle. Always take care not to ride alongside or too close behind them. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Okay, so right now you say we can do other things in terms of financial sanctions, kind of like we're doing with Ukraine, Dr. Summers. So why can't we do to them what they're doing to us? Are we saying that they are better able to initiate cyber attacks or is it because it's so targeted on one party? All you need is a couple of really skilled hackers to do it. Well, Gene, don't, you know, you know, just to make sure that the audience isn't uh, misconceived, it's not that we're less uh, prepared. It's uh, no one, no country has gotten cyber figured out. No one has it all figured out. But what we are very aware of is that, and then the government is very aware of this, is that our businesses, our families, our citizens, we are not prepared for full-on cyber attacks, an onslaught of cyber attacks. Uh, we can see that right now, right? Cyber crime groups are hitting businesses so regularly, so frequently. Most businesses in our country still question whether or not cybersecurity is even something that they should really spend, uh, you know, expend resources on. So, so there is a, you know, a gap there. So we're not ready for cyber warfare from that perspective. Um, we understand that many of our civilian government organizations are also very vulnerable. So we won't be ready for full-on cyber war until we've got a bit more uh, resonance of being cyber safe. Now, the Russians also have that same problem which is precisely why, you know, they're not jumping at an opportunity to get into a cyber war either, right? I mean, they, they will launch cyber attacks against countries that are not our size, like Estonia or Georgia, right? They'll launch cyber attacks against those countries. 
because one, those countries are close enough, they can launch a physical attack to supplement the cyber attack. Two, they know that those countries don't have the same sorts of resources and capabilities that they do as well. And, and, and you know, so their proximity to those countries really gives them an upper hand. But being halfway around the world from us, not really, you know, we, we, we're, we have a very strong military. Uh, so they, they're thinking twice about whether or not they want to get into a, a real conflict with us and vice versa. Um, it's like the two big kids on the yard. You know, everyone knows that if those two big kids get into a fight, it's going to be a really big one. You know, so, so no, one, no one really wants that to happen. <laughs> okay, so let's look at the situation in a little bit more detail. Are there things that a Democratic National Committee or any individual politician or someone working with a politician can do to better protect themselves or is it, as some people said, while well, you're out there in the public eye, that's it? Well, there are definitely a lot of things that the, the um, uh, politicians and their staffers could do to better, you know, to improve their security. One thing that we've seen repeatedly with these data leaks is that it's their emails. Their emails are being hacked quite considerably. And here's the thing. Most of the folks who, uh, who had their emails hacked we're not using two-factor authentication. Just that simple mechanism could have made it, uh, could have you know thwarted this whole situation. Uh, so if you think about it, the two-factor authentication is so today, regular, normal folks, we go into our email. Let's just say you're using, a, let's pick on Yahoo. Say you use Yahoo.com. You go to your Yahoo Mail, and uh, you sign in with your username and your password. That's standard. But here's the thing. Most people don't use very, very good uh, passwords. Uh, usually the passwords are incredibly simple, not complex at all. And, and that's a hacker's best friend because, you know, hackers want you, malicious hackers want you to use a really simple password, one, two, three, four, five, six, or, uh, you know, or, or I am fabulous or someone's name or things like that because they're incredibly simple and easy to crack. However, with two-factor authentication, this is what would happen. You would go and try to log in, yahoo.com, use your username, your password, put that in. Then the system would say, oh, well, I'm going to send you a secret code to your cell phone because only you, as the true owner, would have your cell phone. So then you receive this maybe six-digit code. You go to your cell phone. You pull it up in the text message. You type that secret code in because only you and, and Yahoo have that code. And then Yahoo says, okay, well, this is really who they said they are, so we should let them in. That simple mechanism alone would have mitigated a lot of these email leaks that we're seeing. And, and, just, and for your audience, uh, for their, your insights, Gene, when we talk about authenticating to a system, there are three things. You use something you know, something you have, and something you are. Something you know is something like your password. Something you have is like that six-digit uh, code that I, that I told you about uh, with two-factor authentication. And then the third one is uh, something you are, which is like a biometric. So most really secure systems today use multi-factor authentication or two-factor authentication. If you're only using a password, that's single-factor authentication, which basically means it's really easy to break in. So with your banking, with your anything that's really important to you, you should be using multi-factor authentication. So in this particular case here, 
the only solution available to someone in the public or a political arena is to observe more stringent password protection practices. So they have to sit down with John Podesta, Democratic National Committee, whatever. You're a target. This is what you've got to do to pretend, prevent this from happening. But of course, it's already happened. So we're going to see this drip, drip, drip of WikiLeaks. Now, does this mean WikiLeaks is working for the Soviet government, or are they just happy to get anything regardless of the source? WikiLeaks is happy to get anything regardless of the source, for sure. That's, that's definite. Um, that's the whole point of WikiLeaks. We have to keep in mind that WikiLeaks was created as a whistleblower uh, outlet. Right. If you're a whistle, if you're a person who's you know within an organization or have gotten your hands on some data that you believe the world should know about, WikiLeaks is the place to do it with no attribution. So we have to keep in mind what that platform was built for, and it was built for. Uh, it, I mean, on the righteous side of things, it was built in the sense of enabling people who have uncovered something you know, dastardly to reveal it to the world. However, there, you know, I mean, and, and perhaps, I mean, I guess it would be, it could be arguable depending on who you are, that some of the things that have been coming out in these emails could be considered dastardly, right? If we think about uh, the supposed comments from John Podesta about Catholics or the way that the DNC talked about Bernie Sanders uh, or the way they talked about, uh, you know, some of the other politicians that are out there, you know, you could consider those to be things that, hey, man, you know, the public should see this so that they can really understand who they're voting for. Um, so WikiLeaks is really just a platform. But how do we know that these released emails are not manipulated in some way? We don't. We don't. We have no idea. And, and in fact, this data is coming from the Russians, which I think it is, um, the, it would be naive of us to perceive or to think, to assume that the Russians have not manipulated that data in some way, shape, or form. So I, that explains, I guess, to some degree why the Clinton campaign will not confirm this, although Senator uh, Secretary Clinton did confirm one about Abraham Lincoln and the way he got the 13th Amendment passed by negotiating with different legislators at the time. And that she's attacked for, even though if you look at the original quote, that's what she was saying. Right. Well, here's the thing. My... my, uh, uh, team and I have looked at the amount, like we've analyzed some of these emails, and most of the ones that we've read are pretty authentic. Um, in fact, you know, we, have, we haven't come across um, any data yet that we don't believe to be authentic. How do you know that? Um, based on correlating with some of our other sources that are actually either in some of the campaigns or in some of the organizations, checking with some of our contacts that are staffers, um, you know, really. And, 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 and to be quite frank, most of the emails um, are pretty mundane. Uh, if you go through, uh, there have been, for example, we were going through uh, one staffer's email uh, that was posted on, online by uh, uh, the Guccifer uh, group. Um, I mean, we, we suspect that Guccifer is a group and not an individual. Uh, but um, we were going through the data, and it's pretty simple stuff. It's, you know, documents about planning, events. It's uh, 
you know, hey, you know, it's it's one staffer saying to another, hey, I really enjoyed seeing you and your dog last night. That's a good way to end this segment. More to come. I'm Gene Steinberg with Dr. Timothy Summers on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Dr. Timothy Summers here. We're talking about cyber warfare with Russia and about the various leaks at WikiLeaks from Democratic sources. So most of these emails are pretty mundane. Some appear to contain summaries of speeches or quotes from speeches that may or may not be relevant, but there it's very easy, which has already been done, to take something out of context and find a different meaning or omit a few words or something and distort it. Because I know USA Today did a fact check for like 10, 20 pages where they pointed out that the opposition is simply taking stuff out of context to make something that is really, really perfectly normal look like something eccentric or improper. Correct. Correct. And, and in fact, by the time we see the uh, email 
excerpts on the media, they've been polished, if you will. So the, you know, so if, if you see, for example, on the media that there's an excerpt from the emails uh, that say, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, the DNC chair referred to Bernie Sanders as X, just hypothetical, as an idiot, then you go and look at the email. She's not saying directly, uh, Bernie's an idiot, <laughs> but she, she is saying something along the lines of, I can't believe that Bernie did this, and I would have expected him to not be such an idiot. And so, so by the time you see it in the media, it's, it's, it's a bit of a polished excerpt. And so if you're not looking at the real data, the raw data, you might, you might get a certain implication from the excerpt, the polished excerpt that's on the news. And, and that's something to be mindful of. But, but most of the emails, Gene, are pretty, they're pretty basic. Uh, for example, we, there was one email where one staffer said to another that uh, they were going to meet up for lunch you know, at this place. And so we went to one of our interns go to the restaurant and inquire about, you know, if they were actually there, if this was true, you know, who was working that day. And, and, you know, and some of the staff members remembered seeing them there and they only remembered it because these people come to the restaurant quite often. So if you, if you think about things like that, these are some of the kinds of methods that you can take to really sort of verify what's what's being said and what's not. But of course we can't do that for every treasure trove of information, right? But there now this the things that were really interesting to us were the data that came out of the DNC, for example, there were actual social security numbers for uh, some of America's elite and their children and their spouses. And and that was something that we found incredibly um, and incredibly jarring. In fact, um, I was actually really, really disappointed with the media because they did not talk about that at all. And the, and this was stuff that really should have been um, from from my perspective. I, I think that people should have been informed about that. Uh, I'm not really sure if you know we don't know if the people who this happened to were informed or not you know but you're talking like some for example i literally saw social security numbers for some of the elite politicians um owners of nfl teams you know these are the people that you know cybercrime groups want their data right and so there was some of that kind of data in the dnc leak now in that event are you able to go to the social security administration say I need a new social security number because of this? So under special situations, the Social Security Administration can, can you know, help you through a process like that. However, uh, I, what I'm more concerned about is that, you know, of course, when, uh, and of course, you know, you can get credit monitoring and things like that where they can actually uh, credit monitoring and uh, financial security programs and applications that you can use that can keep an eye on whenever someone's tried to use your social to, you know, take out a line of credit. To quote the opposition, Carl Rove, who was a former what deputy chief of staff for Bush two, he was saying basically, you know, there is nothing secret. Anything you write, someone's going to make it public. If they have the motive to do so, they'll find a way. Precisely. <laughs> so we're not safe at all. You're, you, well, there's, well, here's the thing. Um, they're safe, being cyber safe exists on a spectrum. Um, and so if you think of it, uh, think of it this way. If you're just using, uh, like I said earlier, if you're using, for example, single-factor single authentication, you're just using a username and password, you're not safe. 
Now, there is a very, you know, there's a very, very low level of faith. Let's just kind of move on here. In any case, then, the long and short of it is probably, for the most part, we should believe the leaks. We should expect more leaks. And any politician who said anything incriminating, it's going to get out there. But now, since everything is leaking from everybody, it's just gotten so crazy out there. It's enough to turn off everybody. It it is. But but what we have to encourage uh, your listeners to do is be cyber safe. And, and, and that exists on a spectrum. Uh, using the simplest me- mechanisms, uh, for example, uh, like single-factor authentication, just using a username and password, it, is, it used to be safe, and it used to be all you needed, right, from the perspective of the consumer. However, today it's not. It, it falls very low on the grade of safety. And so multi-factor authentication or two-factor authentication, for example, is a better level of safety. So there, that kind of spectrum exists for every type of electrical or digital platform you utilize. For example, if you're using your cell phone, um, you can maybe just have a phone that has no lock screen on it, right? That's not very safe because anyone can pick it up and use your phone. Now, maybe you have a lock screen where you just put in a a four-digit code. That's a little safer, right? Uh, And then some people have uh, where they use an alphanumeric code on their lock screen. That's a lot safer. Okay, so what we were talking about, yeah, let's continue with this. This is so important. Now, obviously, I'm a bit in the public eye. Maybe you're more in the public eye than I am. And I kind of assume you're using two-factor authentication. But just the regular person who is not a public figure, is it all two-factor authentication, or is that just most of it, or what? Uh, they should definitely be using two-factor authentication because it makes it it, it, it stands to be as a deterrent. It, it really encourages malicious hackers to not want to try to break into your system. Um, the other thing that they can consider is uh, making better passwords. This is, I can't stress this enough. If you're going to just use passwords, it is incredibly important for you to make them as complex as you can. Now, here's, here's how this goes with passwords. Usually, uh, if I have uh, clients or people that I'm advising, and they say, Tim, look, I just want to use a password. I don't want to use anything else. This is, this is it. Um, and I don't have time to, to try to do anything. Just, just help me come up with good passwords. Okay, good passwords include a capital, capitalized letter, numbers, symbols, and, uh, and if it's not a uh, recognizable word, that helps, but that could be a little too complex for some people. So what we do is our team actually advises people to come up with a formula for creating their passwords. Give you an example of a formula. It could be um, the, you know, you know perhaps, um, and, and the password, the length of the password should be longer than 12 characters. So maybe the first part of the password is uh, one of your favorite foods. So let's say your favorite food is cheesecake. So you type cheesecake. That first C should be capitalized, right? That, let's just give you an example, one capitalized letter. The first C could be capitalized. We will continue with the guidance on how you should set up your password for the strongest 
possible password. We're going to have a lot more to come, a lot more security information to present. We have Dr. Timothy Summers, ethical hacker. And of course, on this show, we should remind you we have a special feature called Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com. Learn how, for a low subscription rate, you get the commercial-free version of the show. You can't miss it. Plus.technightowl.com. I'm Gene Steinberg with Dr. Timothy Summers on the Tech Night Owl Live. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com host. Once again, that's technightowl.com host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 9256. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-9256. Call 1-800-958-9256. 1-800-958-9256. You know about RVs. You've heard about bunkers. But surviving is not recreation. And man wasn't made to live underground. Introducing Survivalist Camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid survival bug-out house that's mobile, well-equipped, and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Go to survivalistcamps.com to learn more. That's survivalistcamps.com. Providing your basic needs to survive. Survivalistcamps.com. Attention small business owners. Want to save money on your employee health insurance plan? Learn the little-known solution that could save thousands of dollars on your health insurance benefits and save your employees money, too. Call Health Markets for a free consultation, and one of our 3,000 local agents will show you how to make health care reform work for you. We'll design customized solutions for your business that can lower health care costs for you and your employees. We'll work directly with you to determine your needs. We search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide. You'll also find out if tax credits could save you money. Best of all, the service is free of charge. See why Health Markets has enrolled Americans in more than 2 million insurance policies. You don't have to wait for open enrollment to lower your cost. Call now. Find out how much you and your employees could be saving. 
representatives are standing by to assist you. Call 800-930-5137. That's 800-930-5137. 800-930-5137. Want to build a maintenance-free, low-and-slow charcoal briquette fire that burns for hours for free? MeatMastersRadio.com will show you how to build a low-temp charcoal fire that's guaranteed fiddle-proof. It's easy and free. MeatMastersRadio.com teaches charcoal barbecue skills on new topics every week. Go to MeatMastersRadio.com. That's MeatMastersRadio.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So this is obviously a crazy world out here where some of the biggest stories are about the results of hacking. And you were telling us, of course, how to find secure passwords. That's another thing. If you're using Apple products in iCloud, iCloud has something called the iCloud keychain, where it will suggest very, very complicated passwords for you to use, then store them. Isn't that also a pretty good method to try? It is. Actually, the thing that I refer folks to most often is to use a password manager. And the service that you're, the feature that you're referring to that uh, works for iCloud is essentially password management. There are so many password managers out there on the market, and the password manager will produce a password for you, will generate one for you, and save it for you. All you have to do is copy and paste. That makes things a lot easier because they'll pick hard passwords. I know in our web hosting software, we have something called cPanel. And when you set up an account, it will also, if you want it to, suggest very, very complicated passwords that are very much off the beaten track. Now, this has been a long time thing with people that they use easy passwords. They don't follow normal practices. And even with one uppercase letter, which doesn't have to be the first letter, it can be the third letter and a symbol like an exclamation point, people still use simple words that are easy to guess. So I guess it's a matter of training here. Do people think it can't happen to me because I'm just a nobody? How do you convince them without the horrible example of being hacked to be more careful? Well, that's a great question, Gene. I'm of the mindset that in most cases, people really, it's about whether the juice is really worth the squeeze. When it comes to cybersecurity, you know, actually, in our economic system, our entire economic system is built on the individual being a rational agent. When it comes to cybersecurity, people are absolutely irrational. They make irrational decisions, specifically when it comes to understanding risk. And what they do is they decide that, well, you know, I just need a password that's just going to be really quick and easy that I can remember and I can just get into my account really quickly. I don't really need all that other security stuff. No one's really concerned about what's in my email. But the truth of the matter is that no one cares about your email until they do until what you have in your email is important for the case that they're trying to make. And so, for example, if they're trying to embarrass someone and it just so happens that that someone is a relative or a friend or even you, 
then they do care about what's in your email. And, and the thing about it is that you may be unaware that they care about your email. And, and that is the really, really kick. That's the real kicker here is that we must protect our information goods, our information, our data as best we can because we're producing it on every device that we live on, whether it's a smart TV, whether it's our uh, the electricity that we use and that is generating data back at the data center for the power company, whether it's with your smartphone, whether it's with Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever platforms you use, we are producing data everywhere because our economy relies on that data being bought and sold and traded and exchanged. And so once we get that in our minds that, hey, someone actually does care about my data. In fact, just think of it this way. Nielsen cares about what shows you watch on TV. You may not believe or think about it that when you watch a television show, it's producing data somewhere, but it really is. And so even the most mundane data is valuable. And that's what we have to keep in mind. And that's what we have to really encourage, the way we have to encourage our citizens to live because they are just as much a part of our critical infrastructure as any electrical grid. Now, just bear in mind, when it comes to something like AC Nielsen, which takes the TV ratings, they're using a pre-selected panel. Sure, sure. They're not grabbing your data from anybody. They're using a pre-selected panel. You are volunteering to give that information. So the long and short of it, Tim, is that the only way to really get this resolved in any meaningful way is that people are going to have to learn from a bad experience. Is that what we're saying here? Yeah, essentially, it's they're either going to have to learn from a bad experience or they're just going to have to take the advice that we're giving them. But one of the things that we really hope that they do is just recognize that there's some value to the data that they have, the data that they produce. And we live in a world today that each and every one of us produces data almost every environment where we are, where we exist, and where we live. And, and that's something to keep in mind because that data is incredibly important to someone. One thing that I just spoke with some clients about last week is that mobile phone numbers, for example, in some countries on the black market, you know, for example, take Brazil, a lot of banking is done in Brazil across mobile phones. And the the banking system is quite vulnerable in some ways, uh, especially when it comes to mobile banking. And so you can actually sell a cell phone, a mobile phone number on the the black market in Brazil for as much as a thousand bucks. Well, if you go to China or Russia, they're not going to pay a thousand bucks on the black market for a cell phone, but they will pay almost a thousand, close to a thousand bucks for a corporate email address. And that is to give you some insight into the economic variable different uh, between these different markets. Data on the black market goes for different prices in different places, dependent on what the cybercrime groups there are interested in. Some cybercrime groups are interested in getting access to your Amazon account. Some of them are more interested in your corporate email address so that they can get into your company and steal intellectual property. And some are just legitimately after money. So they're going after your mobile phone number. Okay, we're not safe. We should basically use smoke signals. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> well, smoke signals might work. <laughs> or just encrypt your data. <laughs> All right, let me ask you a question here, because it's become a big issue in recent weeks. Something about Yahoo and Yahoo email, that they opened the back door to the government to get these emails, and now it's endangering the purchase by Verizon of Yahoo. What went on there? Well, 
the hack, uh, the, the major breach is actually what put the merger or the acquisition, rather, the acquisition of Verizon into, into question. Uh, the Verizon CEO didn't know that Yahoo was having the kind of security issues that it had, and there was a stipulation in the contract that, barring no major cyber breaches, uh, Yahoo was a good company to buy. So this cyber breach happening some years ago, right, uh, but actually just coming to light now, was very, very traumatic for Verizon. Uh, the CEO was incredibly upset. All, you know, all the parties involved with the, with the acquisition were incredibly upset because they felt that they had been duped here. You know, once it came out that Marissa Mayer had really been kicking the can down the road in terms of security, and, and, and I've met Marissa. She's, she's brilliant. She's a brilliant woman, very smart. Yeah, so Marissa, just, you know, she did a great job uh, at, at Google, and the intent and thought was that she'd do a great job at Yahoo. But, but really what we ended up seeing was her trying to make Yahoo uh, into Google. And, uh, you know, that really didn't pan out very well for her. And, and she did make some good moves in terms of bringing over uh, a really talented uh, chief information security officer from Google as well. Uh, but he ended up leaving because of their, you know, their sort of uh, uh, conf- conflicts. And uh, he went to Facebook. And, and to give you some insight, uh, Gene, into what the culture was like at Yahoo. Let's look at the insight in our next segment. We've got, sure. we've got Dr. Timothy Summers with Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com. Virtual care anywhere. There is an affordable alternative to the high cost of health care that offers freedom from insurance while providing compliance with the Obamacare individual mandate. Imagine having access to quality, affordable health care that allows you the freedom to choose your doctor and hospital. Members can share up to 100% of necessary medical expenses, including some alternative treatments. Find out how you and your family can contain health care costs without giving up your freedom. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Investment Rarities, a 43-year-old company, has created the best silver offer ever. Get a U.S. Silver Eagle, Canadian Maple Leaf, Austrian Philharmonic, OPM Pure Bar, and Silver Round. Have all five for $99 postpaid. You heard me right, five ounces of silver below cost. No credit card fees, free shipping. Just $99 and you'll have a great start on what it takes to survive even the worst economic storm. Act now and receive Jim Cook's exclusive paper explaining how it's possible to make a fortune in silver today. Don't miss this opportunity. Call 800-328-1860. Read how the above-ground supply of silver has dropped below even gold. The secret is being suppressed. The price could explode at any time. Call today at 800-328-1860. Get 5 ounces of silver for only $99. Find them on the web at investmentrarities.com or call 800-328-1860. Call now before it's too late. 800-328-1860. Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507-800-478-1507-800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Dr. Timothy Summers with Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Owl Live, and we're going into the Yahoo situation you were saying, sir. Within Yahoo, the security team were referred to as the paranoids. That was the the way that uh, that was the company culture. Uh, whenever people saw the security team coming, they said, "Oh, here come the paranoids. Let's go the other way." Um, so, so it, it's actually quite ironic uh, and quite fortuitous <laughs> that uh, Yahoo would experience such a major breach, and that's the kind of company culture they had with regards to security. Any indication who was responsible for this breach? My team and I suspect that it was Russia. Uh, it was Russian. It was Russian hackers. Uh, specifically, uh, the reason being is that the same hacker that was selling the data on the uh, dark web um, was also the same hacker who sold the LinkedIn data. And we concluded that the industry concluded that the hackers behind the LinkedIn breach were Russian. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of evidence to indicate that Yahoo was also hacked by Russians as well. You know, this is kind of a messy situation here, but wouldn't it be part of her fiduciary duty in dealing with situation requiring disclosure during an acquisition to explain this? And that she didn't, well, that makes her look deceptive. 
Well, Yahoo, when they were hacked previously, they did publicize that they had been hacked, but the number, the size of the breach, the number of records breached was was really small, really insignificant in comparison to the 500 million we know about today. So uh, there definitely was a uh, a huge uh, faux pas there. <laughs> definitely. And if she knew about it, she's really messing it up here. If they cannot complete this deal, what happens to Yahoo? Because the company is now tarnished. Obviously, people who were using Yahoo Mail are best advised not to use Yahoo Mail or change their passwords at the very minimum. I haven't used Yahoo Mail in years so there's nothing there. On the contrary, is there something that could potentially cause a problem in the sense that if somebody takes over my account, they send spam? So I guess there is a danger. So what should I do with my Yahoo account? Cancel it? Redo the password? What? Uh, cancel it if you're not using it, for sure. Uh, you definitely, If you're planning to use it, you definitely need to change the password. Um, I have some family members that uh, still use their Yahoo mail uh, even after this breach. And, uh, you know, the first advice that I provided to them was change your password. And then second, um, sign up for the, uh, the two-factor authentication option. If you're planning to keep use the e- using the email, you need to change the password, sign up for two-factor authentication. If you're not planning to use the email, get rid of it. In general here, when it comes to these free email services, there is a trade-off no matter where you do, where you go, right? Definitely, definitely. There's always a trade-off with everything we do on the Internet. And, and so that's something for us to be mindful of. And, and the trade-off is that by using these services that appear to be very convenient for us, uh, we also give up a little bit of piece of a little piece of our um, of our data and of our lives to the marketers and advertisers and spammers and and so we have to keep that in mind. You know that that's just the cost of doing business on the internet. Or we're just going to have to basically, as you say, use smoke signals. Now, what do you think is going to happen here with Yahoo now that this has been disclosed and? Verizon may be considering begging off. Where where does it go from there? Well, I, I don't think that Yahoo's going to back off, or that uh, Verizon's going to back off, Gene. I, I believe this, uh, this acquisition will go through. Um, I believe that they will change the stipulations a little bit, and uh, but it won't be anything that the public notices. Uh, as far as the public is concerned, Verizon will acquire Yahoo and we'll move on. And tomorrow we'll be talking about another email leak that came out from the Democratic, uh, the Democratic Party. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I'm not sure if you caught up on the uh, Podesta uh, Twitter hack yesterday. Well, Twitter hacks are the same thing. It's the same kind of password and it's the same kind of dangers. Exactly, exactly. And so the thing that we're talking about uh, yesterday uh, is uh, that John Podesta, the, uh, one of the chiefs, uh, the chief of the Clinton campaign, uh, his Twitter account was hacked. And uh, the hackers tweeted, uh, I've switched teams, uh, vote Trump. <laughs> All right. Well, a lot of this is just a little bit absurd. It's cut to a point where it's a cartoon that's playing out. Now, that's precisely right. <laughs> so we see Yahoo messed up. What about Google? What about Apple? What about Microsoft Outlook? What's going on there? Well, all of these services all offer two-factor authentication, for one. Um, what they don't offer uh, is 
generating passwords for you. Uh, that is something that they don't offer, and you'll have to get a an independent password manager uh, yourself uh, if you want to use that service. But uh, the Apple ecosystem does have that built in uh, if you're using iCloud. But uh, it, we, another thing to keep in mind is that companies like Google and Facebook, uh, they participate very heavily in what we call bug bounty programs, which is where they invite ethical hackers to hack them, and they pay those hackers for what they find. Um, and, and, and also, Google and Facebook participate in something called threat exchange, which is where companies get together, and the tech companies get together and share the different vulnerabilities they've had uh, and how hackers have gotten in. And Yahoo was supposed to be participating in that, but they really Yahoo has not really done any bug bounty programs, very little in comparison uh, to the other companies. I believe a, a report came out recently that Facebook has spent maybe five million bucks uh, over the past couple of years on bug bounty programs. That me- means they've paid ethical hackers, uh, of course, a lot of ethical hackers, uh, somewhere around the ballpark of ten to forty thousand dollars per bug those hackers found. Yahoo really has not done very much bug bountying, um, and they really have not been as heavily involved in the threat exchange as they should have been. Uh, so I-, I would say that with Google and Facebook, Microsoft, those companies are very aware that security is a big issue for them. And what I can definitely speak toward in terms of Google is that after Google was hacked um, years back, I can't remember what year that was, but after they were hacked, Sergey Brin uh, took it as a personal affront and, and, and made a vow that he didn't want Google to ever become victim of a cyber breach again. And, and it's that kind of uh, tone from the top that we need in these companies. So Google, you would say, as long as you observe proper password setup and use, should be safe, except for, of course, the fact that they're scraping your messages. That's up to you. What about Microsoft? The same thing? They seem to be concerned about security these days. Yeah, Microsoft has been pretty has been pretty solid, um, uh, you know, over the past, what, you know, I'd say definitely over the past couple of years. And I think they're taking security very uh you know, very seriously as well. Um, you know, but 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 it really, if you think about it, the folks who are sitting at the top of the chain um, when it comes to email, I mean, that's Google, right? And so, um, you know, if you think about Yahoo, the situation that Yahoo is in, for example, is that they were trying to get market share and increase market share. Um, Microsoft has really taken a different approach. Their whole cloud uh, Office 365 approach is actually pretty smart and pretty clever for them because it enables them to essentially secure that cloud environment that they've built. Um, and so that, that, that actually provides some uh, enterprise level of security that some of the other services don't offer. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I would say that they're doing a pretty good job. So therefore, if I'm looking for free email, I could go to Microsoft I can go to Google, it'd be okay. And I assume Apple is doing a reasonable degree of security there, too. Yeah, Apple's Apple's doing pretty pretty well with their security. Um, you know, Apple has really taken security seriously. They they've been pretty mindful of that. Uh, I would say definitely over the past couple iterations of the iPhones and other products. Um, so yeah, I, I think they're doing a good job, and but they can all stand to do better. We all can do better. We got one more segment with Dr. Timothy Summers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live.
You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The award-winning graphic converter, the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. Get 20% off from lemkesoft.de slash gene. That's l-e-m-k-e-soft.de slash Gene. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. This is Dan Pillard. Do you have the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Diabetes is at war with your circulatory system. Fight back with Cardivite. Cardivite is a dietary supplement containing powerful herbs for circulation and healthy cardiac function. Improve your energy, stamina, and mental acuity. Reduce swelling, cold hands, and risk of amputation. Get your blood flowing with Cardivite. This five-star rated product was developed by a diabetic pharmacist and is available online at www.getbloodflowing.com. That's www.getbloodflowing.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. 
As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Dr. Timothy Summers, ethical hacker, joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live this week. And we were focusing first, of course, on the cybersecurity issues with Russia, the hacking of Democratic email, John Podesta's email account. Now, John Podesta, by the way, as we know, is interested in UFOs. So maybe the Russians want to find out the secret of UFOs and figure that he has it. (laughs) That's quite possible, Gene. But I don't know. It's kind of a crazy, crazy world out there. I don't know. Now, I want to ask you just a couple of other things because they relate back to the Clinton email thing. And what we understand here, she was using Microsoft Exchange Server for her messages and also BlackBerry Messenger. Now, we understand BlackBerry's problems with stuff today. Is BlackBerry Messenger a pretty secure system? I mean, if you set it up and you're using it, is it dependable that you don't have to go through a lot of hoops and jumps? BlackBerry Messenger is pretty secure. In fact, for a long time, BlackBerry had one of the more secure enterprise email and messenger services. It's, it's still pretty solid. But but in Secretary Clinton's case, she had her own private setup, which basically means that, of course, if you have your own private setup, that means that you also need to you know maintain it and manage it. And so the question really is, you know, was her IP administrator or network administrator, whoever the those folks were, you know, were they really on site? enough to really make sure that uh, her systems were as up-to-date and secure as they needed to be. And we don't really know that. We can just infer. We don't know. We don't know. We we don't know. And what I suspect, though, uh, Gene, is that with someone like Secretary Clinton, who was all over the world, there's definitely a balancing act between function and security. And I would, I would suspect that she was definitely much more interested in accessibility and function more so than security. And I suspect also, based on what I'm reading, is that she's not really a tech expert. And so she kind of said to her people, this is what I want, do what you have to do. And maybe they didn't do it properly, or maybe they did, we don't know. Right, right. Because, of course, you go into the position of Secretary of State or any cabinet official, you've got a thousand things on your plate, and email is probably 1,010, I mean, for her, she's just concerned about getting the email. She doesn't really, I'm not going to say she doesn't care about the security of the email, but I suspect that it's more important to receive it. Accessibility is, is most important to most executives. And in that sense, they rely on their IT people to figure out the logistics. Precisely. For good or for bad, who knows? I am just getting so sick and tired of all the situation. So looking at the future here, 
with all these revelations that are coming, and we know over the years we hear things about credit cards being hacked and more and more of us have credit cards using those chips, which don't work very well in the U.S., as we probably know. They slow everything down if you have a chip. They make crazy noises, the point-of-sale systems when you're using the chip and when you have to take the card out. You hear these sounds that sound like somebody making a noise that is not acceptable in Nick's company. (laughs) Do you think the American people overall are learning finally about good security practices or is that still not quite on their radar? I believe we're learning it. I believe that the citizens and residents are learning, but it's slowly, slowly. Security overall has gotten better and better, but we're still not where we need to be. In terms of the stores putting in advanced systems, now, I've been to Kmart occasionally, and they're still using kind of a hybrid where it looks like the software has been updated, but the point-of-sale systems look like they're from 1985. There are many retailers out there just like that. Uh, we have to keep in mind that these companies have to make that kind of an investment into these systems you know, in order for them to work. And so there are many companies and retailers that are out there that have the point-of-sale system but may not have the, uh, you know, the chip functionality enabled. There are some other systems out there. And, and, and you know what, let's just look at the, the retailers that actually do have the systems that they need. Well, you know, look at uh, Micros. Micros is a point-of-sale system. About a month or two ago, the, and Micros is owned by Oracle, just in case you didn't know. About a month or so ago, uh, Micros, the point-of-sale software, was hacked. And so pretty much most of the retailers in the country that used micros uh, were affected. You know, you have to think about it that way as well. I mean, it's, it's not a single point uh, issue. It's incredibly, incredibly multifaceted. And, and that's something that we really have to think about. And that's the thing, one of those things that, that our uh, citizens and residents and Americans really need to understand is that as far as security goes, the systems that are connected. If you get into one, you can get into others. And that's a big problem, too. With Target, I understand the original hack was to something that was an interconnected system in Pennsylvania somewhere, but it reached yeah. the entire network. Yeah, it was it was into one of the uh, small uh, contractors, an HVAC contractor that it had a deal with uh, Target. And if you think about it, those small partners, they don't have the kind of budget that Target has for security. And so their security is, is, is going to be not as good, right? And so hackers are lazy. We're not going to go through the heavily fortified front door, which I've, you know, you've probably heard me say before. We're going to go through you know, that little back door that no one's really paying attention to. And uh, that's the situation that happened with Target. And that same situation happens with many companies in many uh, breach situations. And I expect that we'll see a lot more in the coming years. Does it work better the other way, which is you're dealing, say, with Amazon or eBay and you're an independent retailer, but you're doing nothing with regard to the credit card processing that's all taken care of by the company itself? Well, I mean, sure, that helps until that company gets hacked. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we have a saying, right? You know, there's only two types of companies in the world, right? Those that know they've been hacked and those that don't. The assumption, again, being that probably every company out there has been hacked at one time or another. Any government agency, except maybe the NSA or something dealing with super top secret information, maybe not even then, has been hacked. 
There is nothing safe, and all you can do is just do the best you can to protect yourself. Check your credit files. You know, a lot of these systems have alerts. So if someone sends an inquiry to check your credit report and you say, no, I didn't, I'm not applying for a loan for a new home or something, you can go and deal with it. Smoke signals, Gene. Smoke signals. I don't know. You see, here's the thing. You and I have become so dependent on email, on being connected online wherever we might go, that being without it, even if you go somewhere in the woods and you don't have the internet connection, you feel that you can't function anymore. Not even just the feeling. I mean, imagine trying to do business without being connected to something digital. It wouldn't happen. (laughs) After all the phone calls I got today, I kind of wish it wouldn't happen. Tim Summers, please tell our listeners where we can find more of what you do. Thank you so much, Gene. Uh, You can find me at www.howhackersthink.org. And you can also follow me on any social media platform at howhackersthink. I think you can also find us on Twitter. We haven't been hacked there yet. You can look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. You can look for Gene Steinberg. He is on Facebook, the guy with the red plaid shirt. I'll never give up that shirt. I bought it about 20 years ago. And I wear it only in the winters in Arizona, but it's a very, very nice shirt, they tell me, and it's still in pretty good condition. We have a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called The Paracast at Paracast.com. And we've got a really unusual show this week with a guy named Joshua Cutchin. And he's got a new book out called The Brimstone Deceit. And he's talking about odors in connection with paranormal events like burnt sulfur, would you believe? All right. Sometimes this signifies the onset of something weird like a UFO sighting or paranormal event, according to Joshua Cutchin on the Paracast at Paracast.com. Please check out Tech Night Owl Plus, where we give you the commercial-free version of this radio show, better quality audio. So my guests all sound better. I never change. I haven't figured out why. But they all sound better. It's a low subscription rate, monthly, annual, five years, lifetime. Check it out at plus.technightowl.com. Once again, that's plus.technightowl.com. Thanks again for a great show. Timothy Summers, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Hey, thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.